we are back with the Bench Radio. It's Sunday, 11 to 12, WKCO 91.9 in Gambier, Ohio. All right, uh, you've got James Buckley, Mayor Amarello, and myself, Will Sig, in the booth today running the show. We've got a bunch of great topics coming at you. Um, we'll go right to 12 today. This is the midpoint in the NFL season, and also there's some exciting movies coming out and movies we just watched together that we'd love to discuss on the show. But I'll let uh, Mayo and Buck take over for a second and talk about the first two topics we're going to do. Yeah, so the uh, the first topic we got going on is uh, we're going to each pick a story of this NFL season. And as Will said, it is the halfway point, so uh, what's a more fitting time to do this? And we're really excited. I mean, this year has been a pretty interesting year in the NFL, if I do say so. Very, very. Um, we're really looking forward to that discussion, and then, fuck, you're going to hit him with the second topic. So our second topic today will be The Matrix and other existential movies like that. <laughs> we, uh, so you philosophers. Yeah, so we, we, we recently, Mayo recently just saw The Matrix. And, uh, Let's go! I loved it. I absolutely really loved it. really amped about it, yeah. but I think we're going to talk about a little red pill, blue pill, <laughs> and then maybe move on to some existential thoughts. Thanks, Professor McCarthy. Let me give a little context here. We all just happened to find out there was an easy A class of sociology. Little do we know, it's all we ever talk about now. Yeah. So, <laughs> we so, carry the study guide around. <laughs> I added out this just morning. Just to reference it. Yeah. <laughs> I added out this morning. Buck and I actually once got in a very deep debate about Nietzsche. Heated. 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 Like, <coughs> to the point where we were not talking. At the point, at some point, yeah. about Nietzsche and the Ubermensch. If you happen to catch uh, <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil at some point, if you want to check that book out, join us for a Nietzschean debate. <laughs> We'd love to take a call on it. We'd lo- if someone calls about Nietzsche, the show is complete. We don't yeah. need to do another episode. We're probably, we're probably, this is it. We'd That's probably the end. close it up. We'd wrap it up. Put a bow on it. And we're on our way. That's be accomplished. Thanks Fun. for having us. Thanks for having us. All right, we'll be heading to song break, and we'll be back at you for the first topic for the midpoint of the NFL season. So this is The Bench Radio live from WKCO 91.9. It is currently 11.05. We are about to kick off our first topic of the day. And this my is, watch is wrong. broadcasting live from Gambier, Ohio. Right? It's fun Good disclaimer, Will Seg. Everyone, reset your clocks if they haven't done it for you. They do it. That, all, all the electronic ones, but you know. Grandma, grandma, they still got the old uh, analogs. <laughs> That's why. reset those. Let's see, when we've got a target market of grandparents, then yes, right. we do We do, do we, those plugins. Yes. We, we also have, have it. Right. <laughs> Defense International. Oh, help. Don't need to worry. Falling. I think your grandmother commented on the stream. <laughs> yeah, she did last time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah it's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Let's break into this first topic here. And uh, top NFL stories through the halfway point of the season. We're about to kick off in a week nine, so we've seen eight weeks of action. Yep. And uh, I think we'll start with May over here. What is your big story of the year? Yeah, so my big story of the year, uh, not, not, a, not a huge shock, but I'm going to go with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 8-0 right now. They've looked like the sec- like the like top five team in right. the NFL easily. Um, I think Jimmy G tears his ACL last year. Uh, they end up going like what, like four and twelve or something. Uh, something they, like that. Not not a great record at all. Um, Top five draft pick. Yeah, like they 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 got Nick Bosa and yep. he's been a beast. Yes. And and I mean the transition from them, like Jimmy G coming off this torn ACL. Their defense has looked like the best defense in football. Whoa. whoa. One, one of the best defenses in football. And I mean I mean frankly like to go to go from that to to eight and zero now, where they are as like a Super Bowl contender. I get it. The Wait a second. Yeah, Did okay. you say the best all defense right, in football right, isn't right. the playing, Patriots? Feeding the story. Feeding the story a little continue, bit. Continue. Right? Continue. So anyway, I mean, I was looking at the stats today. I think they're like second in passing yards per game, like first in like points allowed. They're they're absolutely killing it this year. And I mean, it's fun to watch. I would love to see them make a run in the playoffs. 
Kyle Shanahan, I think, is one of the best young coaches in football. I think they got a great, great team going. And, I mean, I don't see them losing for a while. All right, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that is a big story in the NFL. I think Buck and I can both attest that yeah. that is something. If we want I, to comment on that now. I, would, I think their schedule is about to get a little bit harder, though. Is it? I, didn't, I, I don't so. know too much about their schedule. I think I they still have to they... play the Seahawks twice, really? I believe. Is that, I think that... they have to play the Panthers, maybe, even the Saints, too. They, they did the trash the Panthers, 51-13. Oh, you're right. They just played they, them. Like, they... Someone else. Listen, I, 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 think every, I think what's special about the NFL is that every team can, can win every week. Any right? given every, Any given Sunday. So when you say tough schedule and not tough schedule, if teams are dominating like the 49ers and Patriots are, they're real. I, because there is teams like the Packers, who are very, very good, I think, top three team in the league. But they couldn't perform against the Eagles as well as they, they right. did every other week. My point is, these teams, this 49ers team and this Green and this Patriots team, excuse me, are are performing every Sunday at high, high levels. So, so to kind of to kind of come back at you, and, and Buck's gonna like this. I would ra- I would say that I would have the Saints above the 49ers in the power rankings, and like same with and same with the Packers. I think the Packers a little bit less so. Because they have had a lighter schedule than the Saints, but I mean, if you look at like who the Saints have played every week, like they get tested, man. Yeah. Like they play really they good teams, and, and like, yeah. and like the page, the Patriots. What we've played the Jets twice already, once without Sam Darnold. Like, yeah, we've. You're right. Like we've we put these teams in the ground, but like. Bunch of cream ske- ske- schedule matters. Like and like. Right. Oh, I'm gonna. I, that's what I'm looking at right here. Like I said, so the 49ers this week they come against the Seahawks. Oh, or no, Ravens. they just played the Cardinals. Saints. I'm sorry, on Thursday night. So next Monday they will be playing the Seahawks, then the Cardinals again, not a light matchup. But then they play the Packers, the Ravens, the Saints, basically a bye against the Falcons. But then the Rams <laughs> and then the Seahawks. So they're they're playing they're, top ten teams. Their back half of the season is besides I'd say the Cardinals and the Falcons. Top it 10 is teams. yeah. I'll top five, maybe. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, you get the Saints talent, and the Packers. What is it? Saints, Saints Packers, Packers, back, Packers, back, back, Rams. Back. Oh my Ravens, God. And Ravens to back up. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what they do against those teams. That will that will be a good telltale sign for yeah. how they're like shaped to to perform in the playoffs. That's that, I did not. Wow. To, uh, That's gonna be fun. Yeah. To back up, fun. Buck here, and I think Mayo as well. I think we can all agree that if the 49ers remain undefeated by the end of the season that's a scary football team yeah that's that's a real football team even uh, that's that's a tough schedule that back half right dude even coming out 14 and 2 13 and 3 like like if you can sneak out of that with a win against like the ravens um maybe maybe not the same but like one if you snag one of those games against the seahawks listen i would just say that they'll probably get one against the seahawks they play the saints in new orleans I'm going to have to take the Saints there. I mean, that's a good, you play that's in a the good. Superdome. If you beat the Saints in New Orleans, you're a legit contender for the title. <laughs> if you can play in that environment, you yeah. can play anywhere. But they also have the Packers at home. They take the Ravens away. So, I mean, they kind of got they got the Rams at home. They, I could see them coming away with at least – I see two wins right here. So I could see them at least getting 11. And if they sneak two of these in, they're 13-3 and three this that's year. That's unbelievable. That's a solid record. So I think we're going to – Move yeah, over yeah, here to it. Will's topic, Will's big story of the NFL season. Okay, um, Mayo, your battery is running low uh, with the live stream. So, um, I'm going to cut in and uh, I'm going to talk about um, the <clears throat> my biggest story in the NFL yet so far is, without a doubt, and I've been talking about it the whole time, backup quarterbacks. 
It's been nothing I've seen in my lifetime the way backup quarterbacks have been performing in the NFL this year. I personally had the preconceived notion that if your starting quarterback went down, the guy you pay the most money on the team goes down, you are not going to have a you're, – you're thinking about next season. For example, the 49ers last year. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, they're thinking about this season. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying we've got teams like – the Jacksonville, like the Jaguars, the Steelers, the, um, <clears throat> I'm blanking on the Panthers, the Giants, the, um, uh, the Chiefs had a, had a win with their backup quarterback. Um, help me out here. Hey, let me give you a little, little, uh, little insight here. Don't forget this one. Cause it happened really early. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Oh my God. Exactly. Think about him. So that's a, people forget because Andrew yeah, Luck retired, retired preseason. And Teddy Bridgewater. Another one, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. So we've got seven or eight guys right there that are on elite football teams that have just showed that that it's almost like the quarterback position's becoming less and less valuable with the new offenses that these offensive coordinators and offensive-minded people are coming up with. For example, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers was not playing MVP level until the past two weeks. Showing that teams are figuring out ways to have the quarterback's role become less and less important and more of a team aspect. I mean, the Saints showed it week in and week out for that time that Drew Brees was out. So the story for the year for me, if your bat, if your starting quarterback goes down, unless your name is, um, I mean, uh, I you know I don't even know. I mean, Tom, probably Tom Brady, but. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. We've I'm, seen him go down before, and someone steps up into that position. So not, I mean, he's an awesome system quarterback. So I mean, you know, you just throw anyone in there, and they can get the job done. Unless G went three and zero. Unless yeah. unless your name is um, Peyton Manning, then your team, you know, is probably going to be okay if your quarterback goes down. Um, now the Jets are an outlier; they're just horrendous. But uh, <laughs> uh, what about the Dolphins, man? Fitzmagic goes hey, down. <laughs> Jets are going to beat the Dolphins this week. But that's my hot. That's my uh, big story of the year. Is Will the, they? <laughs> my big story of the year, backup quarterbacks. Different than anything I've ever seen. I think this is the year of the backup quarterback. Right. I actually really like that. I, I love the backup quarterback position. And I was thinking today, I think we, I, you know, we weren't talking about it, but I was going to go a similar route and saying that having a really strong defense and a good offensive system is almost more important nowadays, I think, than having just one elite quarterback. Like, you saw what happened to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay when he didn't have that defense. He couldn't make it in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you have so to have that defense. And I, I would almost rather have this an elite Rams defense and then a system quarterback like Jared Goff with a good coach and have good pieces around him. Nothing special. But I think this segues right into my point right here when I'm going to talk about my big story through Week 8 is the Cleveland Browns and how they have all these offensive weapons and what have they done with them. <laughs> Nothing. You know, they got... Well, we would say maybe Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, I know he went down. They got Nick Chubb, Kareem Kareem Hunt coming back week 10. They also got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham. I mean, they got talent coming out of everywhere. Their defense is also, you thought they had pieces everywhere. Denzel Ward, they got, what's his name, coming off the edge, Miles Garrett. I mean, they they had guys everywhere. You thought they were going to be, you know, the hype before the season. Super Bowl oh, contenders, the Cleveland so Browns, to win the AFC. OBJ. I mean, they look awful I at times. Some Baker Mayfield does not look good. He has he has looked inexperienced. He's looked cocky. He's looked like he's about the stardom. And now he's, now he's really getting a reality check in the NFL and what it's all about. I don't think Freddie Kitchens is the guy for the job. I never thought he was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm not shocked but i thought they would have put on a little better show than two and five like, like, through week three eight or something 
well listen i'm <clears throat> i'm gonna i'm gonna tie this back to the main point you just said that that these big names and big offensive weapons um are not the solution to good teams let's look at atlanta is a perfect parallel yeah. to cleveland You've got Julio Jones, you've got Matt Ryan, you've got Devontae Freeman, you've got Calvin Ridley, you've got just Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. They're you've, a dumpster fire. And they're horrendous. And the Browns tried following that same system of like, let's throw OBJ and Jarvis Landry together, and then we've got this fun Baker Mayfield quarterback. But yeah. they're not looking at like what the 49ers did. They built this like substance, or the Saints have this like substance to their right. team. It's not it's yeah, it's not about getting individual players, it's about finding guys that fit the system you're trying to run. Like, that's why like and like I hate to bring up the Patriots. I know you're gonna hate it, but one of the reasons why they've been so good for so long is because Belichick yeah. doesn't like, go right. get he doesn't go get like the Odell Beckham Jr. Like, yeah, we try to, but you know, like what I'm saying is that like he gets the guys that are gonna get the job done the right way, the way he wants it done. He's not gonna go spend twenty million dollars on o- Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. He, like, I, I couldn't agree more that I was actually I hate to admit it thinking at that same exact time the Patriots that's what they do they bring in guys I remember a few years ago they had Jamie Collins and he wanted that contract extension Bill good old Bill sends him off to Cleveland he's like do you want to he walked what did he walk in the locker room and said anyone else want an extension yeah. he got, he got <laughs> like, a third round pick one and he was right. like and it was like he was like one of the best linebackers yeah. in football and I, now. he's back yeah. now and he's playing, so you, and he's but he's not he's crawling back to big old Bill well um I uh I think that I mean this all comes back to like the NBA, and not to—I know we're we're doing football, but the NBA, one player can have a much bigger impact on the team than a player in the NFL. Hence, these guys like Melvin Gordon or Le'Veon last year or Antonio Brown holding out for these big contracts or big money. You're, these football teams are so not going to want to give these contracts because they just don't have the impact on the game that they that a star does in other sports. Um, and I think I think you know Melvin Gordon regrets it. Like players are starting to see that. That you are just not as valuable to the team if you're a big name as you are in basketball. Yeah. Or, I yeah. totally agree. It's next man up in football. Baseball. It really oh, is. for sure. Well, it's, the rosters are huge. Yeah. I mean, and you find you see it all the time with running backs. Like one goes down, and, yeah. then, and then someone comes up and they drop like I mean, I hate to bring up fantasy, but like then they right. just drop like thirty in fantasy. Yeah, it's like you see it it's all crazy. the time. It's, it's all the time, man. Yeah. Like James Conner with the Steelers. Like Le'Veon Bell holds out, and they go to their backup. And he, dude, he balled out last Right. Year. I think interesting subtopic yeah. maybe is running back the worst position to be in the NFL as a player, yes, as the individual. Abs- without a doubt. Running back is the most replaceable position in the NFL, hands down. Unless you're Saquon a Barkley. game changer. Don't, you know, you go right to I Saquon Barkley. I was thinking McCaffrey, Ezekiel McCaffrey, Elliott, McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Who's that? <laughs> Listen, he missed a lot of time this year, right? <laughs> Listen, yeah, and look at the Giants' record. Um, but, uh, no, what I would say is that I, I would have said last year, if you asked me, quarterback. If the quarterback goes down, the team – that's why they have these uh, hitting rules against the quarterback because the quarterback's so valuable to the league. If you guys remember the year that it was, like, Case Keenum, Nick Foles, um, who, uh, Tom Brady, and there was one other just joke of a quarterback in the, the uh, in the AFC. Oh, um, wait, who was? Cause Blake this Bortles. Was, this was the year we played the Eagles. Yeah. Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, Case Keenum, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's an outlier, but I'm saying like the league does not want that. The league does not want that that caliber of like quarter, quarterback play in the NFL. They want the next year when you've got Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and. Um, and Jared Goff, right? That's what they want. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of going to disagree with you a little bit. I think the NFL 
kind of likes maybe not like Case Keenum and Blake Bortles, but like Nick Foles, for example, that year. Like the story behind Nick Foles, Carson Wentz playing at an MVP level, tears his ACL. Nick Foles comes in. I think I, I don't think he won out. But he got them to the playoffs and then was elite in the playoffs. I just thought it was an awful year of football. Yeah, well, I'm a little biased. The, I think I think the Blake Bortles like Blake Bortles being there was a joke. Like that's a sick joke for the it, NFL. Like Blake Bortles is garbage. You had Carson Wentz go down, who was looking like the MVP. You just had so many injuries that year that turned me off. To, and then you also had a lot of political things going on that I'm not gonna bring. But that was just a really <laughs> bad year for football. I think football's recovered. I think this is the best year of football I've seen in a long time. This is a really fun year. You've got good guys. You've got bad guys. You've got great teams, on the rise teams, sleeper teams. That's why this is really fun to one, talk one about. One of the best years since I think like 2014 with the when like with Peyton on the Broncos and those teams and the Panthers were this like is, 16 and one. Like uh, a really really fun year for football. Yeah. Um, you're coming off Patrick Mahomes 50 touchdown season. Tom Brady looking to get his seventh ring. You've got Drew Brees trying to capture a Super Bowl before he retires. Please, he's already got one. Please. Well, I mean another one. Um, he today. needs another one. Uh, bench radio um uh but uh you've just got you've got so many different aspects of this year's league that are just so interesting you've got rookies playing like they're 10-year veterans i mean or boza right i mean there's just so many i mean i I can't tell you how much i can't wait till one o'clock comes yeah i love one o'clock oh my god Um, it's awesome he's got some good games today too yeah there's some good matchups um but, uh, but no, uh, what time are we looking at for uh, you got seven? five more minutes here. Um, a so, little bit more time. So I'm going to kind of loop together everything all of us have said with expectations we had before the season. To, so, at, like, we've got, we've got a team like the Browns and a team like the 49ers, which is the two teams they mentioned. The 49ers, I, I mean, you guys remember in the preseason, Jimmy Garoppolo threw, like, three interceptions in one game. And everyone <laughs> was like, oh, man, 49ers like, just spent all this money on this guy that's terrible. And look at them, they're 8-0. And then you've you got the Browns, who looked excellent in the preseason, I thought. I thought Baker had some nice passes. I thought, you know, you've got OBJ and Jarvis Landry. You've got a new Juju AB uh, matchup. How are you going to cover them both? Um, I mean, I remember everybody in fantasy picking up Jarvis because it was like, wow, OBJ is going to get the number one corner. Now Jarvis yeah. will just tear it up. It has not been the case. This year has given me more of an appreciation for football, for scheme, schematic elements of the game and coaching than I've ever had before. I think aside from Aaron Rodgers, who's also in a great system. You just love Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just want to kiss him, don't you? I do. Oh, my God. I love Aaron Rodgers. It's I know you do. Wants to. Aaron Rod- I, mean, that, I mean, that's another topic, but Aaron Rodgers is probably my favorite player to watch at all times. Like, really? When he's playing, I'm the most entertained. I think he's so much fun to watch. Really? He's your favorite? You bought a child's version of Tom Brady's jersey <laughs> because you love him so much. Well, Tom's gotten older. But I understand that, but just... I mean, dude, not Saquon even... Not even Saquon. Yeah, I was going to say not even Saquon. Well, Saquon's my number two. But Rodgers, like, is just... I have a soft spot for him. I just think that Rodgers, like... When he made that pass against the Fake Chiefs... When he, made, when he made that pass against the Chiefs where he's getting sacked and it looks like he's throwing the ball away and he puts it in the perfect spot, I'm just, like... Like, I'm, like... I almost feel honored that I have lived in a time where I could watch that, that type of quarterback. Wow. I mean, we've seen some great quarterbacking, no doubt. I don't know how your favorite player could not be on it's your team It's not my favorite now. player. You said my favorite, player to watch. my favorite player to watch. Yes. Yeah, my favorite player to watch is Michael Thomas right now. Yeah. Okay, or, obviously, or dude, you guys know I have a Michael man Thomas. crush. Yeah, I have I'm a man crush on Saquon Barkley. I do. You Hold on. Do. We got time. Is Michael Thomas the best receiver in the NFL? Yes, right now. Is he the best receiver in the NFL? In my not, opinion. Wait, he's not the flashiest. Not the flashiest. No, but that's not what it's 
But the way he comes across the middle of the field and he just 10 yards, 11, 13, 15. The next thing you know, he's got 10 catches for 150. Look up, his, up. Look up his reception count right now. It's, like, I, I believe I just saw a stat the other day. I think it's 73. Dude, I mean, he's. I think his pro- productivity is unmatched. I think he has unmatched. 73 receptions to 89 targets. And what speaks what speaks volumes to him especially is who else do the Saints have at receiver? Like Ted Ginn? Yeah, they, they don't have no, a need receiving they, core, but that's not – they're another team no. where it's the guys that fit the system, <laughs> yeah. not the guys. Is, yeah. Well, timeout, I think – and I hate to oh, – I hate the Saints, but I'll say this. <laughs> Michael Thomas is operating at this type of level with Teddy Bridgewater, at quarterback, for six games. Right, so he has yeah. 73 receptions through the halfway point of the NFL season. Dude. He's on a bye this week. Let me tell you that. If you project that out, let me just do the quick calculations in my head. That's over 140 receptions for the NFL season. <laughs> Real smart guy over there. Wouldn't that be a number? Almost 2,000 yards. No, he's almost got a thousand. No, I know, but if you're if you're if you're like scaling it out, he's got like 875 and four touchdowns. I mean, I could see the four touchdowns because when you get to the red zone, you're looking for 13. And now and now he's throwing to a hall of now he's got a hall of fame quarterback throwing to him, and he just has 875. Right, and he had a really nice week last week. I think the only guy that you can really like compare to Michael Thomas right now is like Cooper Cup. Like someone like someone with that type of production. You know what I mean? Like. Like he's looked so good for the Rams. Like, the, yeah. Like, I, I, like I mean, it's I tough. Think, it's tough because Michael Thomas, I think, has solidified himself as like one of like like I mean, week to week, he's the best. Yeah. He's the best that I can right. think of week to week. But like, if we're talking about guys that compare it to his productivity, I think it's like Cooper Cup. Um, I think you could make an argument for like. Oh, man. I don't even know. Yeah, Who are you gonna make yeah, an argument like, for? Listen, yeah, I, I, think, I, I like, was Amar- uh, not Amari. Cooper. I know. I would love to say DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, no, he's been no, not this year. Not this year. Not this year at all. Listen, I thought when Mike, uh, when Drew Brees went down week two against the Rams, Michael Thomas would have looked bad. Not bad, but his his numbers would have been all right. They would have been okay. But I have been so surprised at what he's done with Bridgewater, and I mean, I think that just speaks to what he does as a player. Yeah, I agree. It changes the game. Um. Um, but hey, we are coming to an end in this segment. We're uh, about right on time, so we're gonna head to song break. Um, we're coming at you with The Matrix. We just recently watched it. Um, a definitely more existential, um, nihilistic view on the world coming Neo. at you. Nihilistic. <laughs> nihilistic view. If you're interested, so stay tuned. We're getting off sports. If you guys, uh, uh, if you're not a sports person, but. We're going to get on to the Matrix. And if you're a Matrix nerd, please comment in our live streams or come on to our podcast stream. Thank you, guys. And we are back here live, WKCO 91.9. It is currently about 11.30, and we are broadcasting live from Gambier, Ohio. We're about to jump into our next topic here where we talk about The Matrix and other existential movies. Yes, yes. So so The Matrix, It's um, to give anyone a little context who has not seen The Matrix, it's uh, pretty simple. Um, it's this idea that robots, AI, has taken over the world and inhabited human beings to live in a virtual reality or matrix where they live out their lives and it's not real. They're not, they're, they're, what's, what do they call them? Projections. They're just projections of their just, mind. Yeah, numbers. Um, stuff like that. So the, the movie brings up a really interesting comment, but don't give the movie full credit. It's originally a Rene Descartes or Descartes. Descartes. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. A Descartes philosophy 
of um, reality. And Descartes talks about in our sociology class that reality is the only reality that we really know is that we allow ourselves to be manipulated by our minds. We don't know if our hands exist and nothing exists. Nothing exists except our cogito, which is that we know we exist, that we know our mind exists, not we exist, but our mind exists. So this idea of this red or blue pill in the matrix, um, Mayo or Buck, would you guys like to explain the red or blue pill so, concept? So basically, um, Neo, the main character, um, is brought by this guy Morpheus to this room, and Morpheus is like, I'm not, he, he has this great line, it's like, I'm not gonna make you walk through the door, but I'm, I'm gonna sure. show you it. Yeah. And uh, he says, all right, the blue pill, um, I'm gonna give you, if you take this one, you're gonna forget about all this, and you're just gonna wake back up in the Matrix, and you're just gonna live out the rest of your life, but... I, I know you're probably not going to do that. He doesn't say that. but He's, And the red pill, which is the truth. And she's going to find the truth. And Neo inevitably chooses the red pill. And he can then see what the world is for what it actually is. And he wakes up in this pod and he's overwhelmed and it's crazy. So so this brings up, and I know Buck's a big Matrix nerd over here himself, this, this concept of would you rather live a fantastic lie where your life stays normal, everything you know is the same, but it's not real, or you you don't know it's not real, but it's not real, or the truth? Well, I'd also, this isn't just now the Matrix, the movie, the concept behind it, but this is a real life application to this, mm. where there are actually yes. scientists debate over the fact whether if we do live in a simulation or not, and, and many like uh, Elon Musk believe that there is a high probability that we actually do live in a simulation. But we would never be able to tell. So it doesn't oh, necessarily matter. But, yeah, it, listen, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. If, if you're the faint of heart and can't handle these type of ideas, then, I mean, but there is a possibility that this is this is the matrix so uh, there's, ignorance is bliss yes that's it so ignorance is bliss we've, we've talked about this in other i'm gonna i'm gonna do a hypothetical that me and mayo really debated over about a year ago but it hit hard so you find the love of your life you're madly in love with her you're happiest ever you'll never be happier than you are with her and you walk in and she's cheating on you or he's cheating on you respectively to whoever's listening um once you find out they're cheating on you, the person that's cheating on you, your significant other, says, here, take this pill, you won't remember anything, I'll never get caught again, and we can go back to living our happy lives. Do you take it, or would you rather be heartbroken and know that the love of your life was cheating on you? Deep I mean, stuff. Great, 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 great question. I, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it takes a lot of thinking, you know, <laughs> like. Um, I would like to add, uh, apparently we are having some technical difficulties with the live stream. People are having trouble getting on to the radio through the link. I don't know if you... Let me uh, let me, let me check that out. You guys keep talking yeah, about well, Red Blue Pill. So, uh, one, one scene that I wanted to get into, and this is this kind of goes to the ignorance is bliss, and this is this is kind of this kind of makes me want to take the blue pill just a little bit. Um, um, if you haven't watched the movie, spoiler uh, spoil spoiler alert coming up. Uh, uh, one of the guys on the ship, I forget his name, but he he eventually makes a deal with one of the agents and he is going to give them Morpheus who has the yeah. codes to the Zion, right. uh, which is like the last city with uh, all of humanity left. And, um, basically this guy who's making this deal with the agent is sitting at dinner and he's, mm -hmm. he's eating a steak right? and he puts the steak in his mouth and he's like, you know, I spent nine years like thinking about this, like knowing that this isn't real, that this is just a projection. Yeah. But he's like, it tastes so damn good. Right. And he's like, mm. and, that, and that's when he gets to the ignorance is bliss. He's yeah. like, you know what, man, ignorance <laughs> is bliss. So, like, that right there, I think, is a perfect representation of why, like, I'm, I mean, do you, right. would you want to know, is what it comes down to. Um, step in real quick. I, 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 
Listen, I mean, like, so I, I feel like that character exemplifies why you wouldn't want to know the truth. Because you, you, well, you spend nine years on a ship trying to lead this revolution to basically, to, for what? Why, why go through the struggle when you can just, I think when he's at dinner and, and talking to uh, Mr. Smith, he is bringing up how he doesn't want to remember anything. Yeah. He wants to rem- yeah. I want to remember nothing. He wants he to be says. an actor. He's yeah. like, you know, make me something important, like an actor or something. <laughs> you know, uh, people struggling with the live stream, I just want to give quick instructions. Uh, click on the link in the Bench Radio bio. It's going to ask you if you want to install the app. Click the thing under it. It will then bring you to a streamer page, and you just click play, and it will play. Uh, seems to work all right another, in here. But back to the show. Yeah, another, show. another, uh, another great... Uh, line from that movie and will i know you love this one because you put me onto it big time was agent smith is interviewing morpheus not interviewing he's interrogating morpheus and he's like he's like look we tried to give you guys a simulation where everything was good everyone was happy like like everyone was like everyone had exactly what they wanted but that didn't work you guys didn't like that you just destroyed it yeah like you broke it and so so it just goes to show like the like Human beings need like a certain conflict. like a certain conflict or a certain pain to like really appreciate what they have, and so that I think would kind of make me lean towards the red pill a little bit. You know, uh, so that's fascinating. Um, so I'm gonna pull out a little more philosophy out of my back pocket. I know no one really likes that. He's but, got the study guide. Don't listen to him. Um, <laughs> Socrates talks about that knowledge is happiness. Knowledge, truth, and knowledge is happiness. That the more knowledge and truth you can acquire in your life, the happier and more fulfilled you will feel at the end of your life. So this idea of living a lie or or not just hiding away from the truth, you're not fulfilling your life. It's merely a, a cheap high, if that makes sense. You might as well be taking drugs to, What's to, the be, difference? to be fulfilled. What's the difference? Right. I mean, that's up to you. But, what do you mean? I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's a fair argument to say what's the difference, but I think... The soul, if you want to get, like, the What's soul that? is more nurtured. All right, Tom Gradgrind, get out of here. I'm, I'm just saying, saying the I'm... soul is more nurtured. Listen, I like what he's doing. Okay, he's I think you guys it. are both on the same side here, and I'm on a different kind of wavelength, but what makes your harsh reality of life any better than my lie of a life? I see, I, I'm not, I, I haven't, I haven't necessarily picked a side. It's, it's, like, a lot of it has to do with that reason. Like, if I don't know, like, who, like, who, who cares, you right. know? Like if like <clears throat> seriously like if, if you, you like you're having a dream right like an awesome dream best dream yeah. of your life and you never wake up like does that bother you like a dream if it feels real yeah it's real like to you that's that's reality like so like this simulation is your it becomes how, your reality how about this how about this know? let's put it on a more realistic level to make it touch you know a little more buck or male not you know if either one of uh, I'm saying if I found out that a girlfriend was cheating on one of my friends. Would you guys want me to tell you? Yeah, but that's way yes. different. Why? That's way different. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa. very different. That okay. dude, that no, 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 no. She'll never, she's never going to do it again. It was, she was drunk, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It, there's circumstances where it was like a really big mistake. And I know like you're crazy about her and like it will just break your heart. Like nothing good will come from it. Why would you want me to tell you? I think that's that's a fit. You different. gotta give me that. It's, whoa, whoa. I, I, so I I give you that that I would want to know, and that and that speaks to. But dude, but that is at to such a smaller right. scale. I agree with Mayo here, like completely. Where like this is like that is one facet I, of my life versus my entire existence is being yeah. challenged. I don't think they're on par with each other. I like the message you're sending, but I just I think, think it's, it's too small of a scale, man. Yeah, like it's, it's just if you if you applied it to something more, like to something greater, like. 
if you said you could tell me that like i was like if like if, if i could find out like who like this is like a kind of a weird one but like something like something like who my real parents are like if i could find out something like that that would be a little different that would be more to scale i think for what like the message okay fine, fine i also fine. your think- wife Okay, that it's still not in the same. I don't think what? it's still in the same ballpark. I'm just saying. I think. I think when you're Man, presented. I, I, no, you guys. Yeah, I think when you're presented like Neo is with the red pill and the blue pill, you're more inclined to take the red pill because you're presented now. This now that he has this, if the, the worst that happens, you take the red pill and nothing happens, right? But once you're presented with that opportunity, can you ever live your life now knowing that there is possibly well, the, another well, side? But. But now, if now you're saying just, just like in this hypothetical, it's not necessarily the same. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Like right. the, like the scale of you coming to me about, I, you know what I mean? It's Listen, just, it just doesn't, this, it doesn't really. This is not. Correlate. This is not a discussion that's going to be solved on the bench radio. Let me just say yeah. that. This <laughs> will continue for the rest of the day. Well, yeah. Well, Forever. My point being is, we're never going to decide. Would I rather live a lie or know the truth? Right. Like, there's both sides of the argument. I appreciate Buck challenging the the original like oh i want to know the truth because i that that's how progress stems is difference in opinion so i appreciate buck's you know i mean i don't honestly though i don't think buck i think buck would take the red pill i really i do well if presented yeah see see, i I was gonna i was gonna say he brought up a great point like the way that neo is presented with the pill like the rest of them like that's part of the reason why that guy gets so pissed off and ends up like ratting him out because he's like that morpheus lied to us yeah he's like he just pretty much made us take this red pill like showing us this Yes, like this load of crap that they now have to right. deal with. It's like he like dragged them into this like you know. This... I totally agree with that. Like, to, like if you will, will or Mayo, if you ever find the red pill, don't bring it to me, please. We actually had a conversation about this. If we were on a spaceship, right? We're traveling to to a distant planet and we're in hypo hypobaric chamber. Like we're asleep for a long time and we wake up. Would you wake up the rest of us? Oh, that's. I bad swear to God, if you bastards wake me up. Time out. I t- so so how about this? Why why when we were in class together, sociology and probably poli sci, you learned about this too. I know we did. Why when you were presented with the Nietzschean case, when it changed the entire dynamic of philosophy, the world that the world is nothingness. Like why is it something instead of nothing? Like this concept of just complete existential. There is no meaning to the world. Why was that not a, just a metaphor for taking the blue pill? I mean the red pill. I'm sorry. Like, finding right. out that your whole world... That's like, that's totally fine, but I don't remember any instance where he says that that's wrong. He no. never gives you the answer. But, like, did that not affect... Well, his answer is to create, revalue the value, whatever. But right. I'm saying, does it not... Did it not... Do you wish you had never been told or learned about Nietzsche? No. Nietzsche, I'm sorry. Um, but meaning you just choose to ignore that the world is meaningless or do you just apply well meaning? this is just one man's thought well that you're getting into the ubermensch now like yeah. if you apply meaning to let's the try to stay place. away yeah. from the the school topics because right. no one really cares no about one that. cares you had to be sunday there. it's the yeah. safe day um listen no, nerd. back to what you were saying about uh <laughs> so yeah there's another movie called passengers that addresses another interesting issue that um these people are on a spaceship to go to a new planet it malfunctions one person wakes up a hundred years early on the spaceship do you sit do you wake up someone else to live your life on the spaceship or do you die i mean i think the answer is easy you die but um no this guy ends up waking up the hottest girl on the ship which is pretty messed up um, is it <laughs> yeah yeah yes, yes. yeah uh, yeah like obviously I said, do not wake me up i'm gonna be pissed for a while i'm gonna be pissed at you guys for like at least a week um yeah i uh it's not that bad I mean, I, think I could deal with that. Would eventually <laughs> we chill, or would you kill me? 
I'm gonna be really upset for a while that you ruined my life. <laughs> like, and if well, you're waking up me, I'm definitely waking up Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, now that I got screwed, I'm definitely yeah, screwing yeah. Mike over and too. And Mike, and you know Mike would probably wake everybody else up. <laughs> Why don't we just wake everyone up? We don't have enough food for that. Actually, no. Let's wake oh up my like. God. Wait uh, a second. Whoa, 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 whoa! If we woke everybody up, then we would have enough of an uprising to try to wake up like the shift captain and stuff, and like turn around possibly or something like that. Aren't you like midway through the? Ch- I don't it, know. The, the, just... the premise was like they're yeah, like it was they're like right. halfway there, and it's like a five hundred year journey. Yeah. And it's like you can't go back, and you can't like they're gonna die. Like, the well, you know, at the end, at the end, she has an opportunity to go back to sleep. Like, wow. Figured out. Wait, how? He figures he out. Figures out a way to put, to her, put her back. To sleep. Oh, well, yeah, in the pod. And, and then and then she, she decides no, she, she decides to live her life. They have a child, right? It's a really beautiful movie. <laughs> but, uh, it's but a no. great Chris Pratt and Jennifer Chris Pratt. Lawrence. It, or... isn't, it does not get enough well, credit. We are actually... actually coming up on our time limit here. We're going to have to move to song break in a second here. We actually had one of our fans say he just took the red pill, and it turns out Tom Brady and Saquon Barkley suck in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> so take the red pill, actually. It's a better yeah. life well, on the other well, side. I, I completely... And I think I'm reading the Saints win the Super Bowl every year. That's what I just read here. So I actually... <laughs> So that that's easy decision for me. I'm gonna take the blue pill. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna forget. Uh, you know, um, I'm gonna uh, continue living this yeah, life. And we'll be back live after this commercial yeah. break. And we are back live here at WKCO 91.9. We have heard there's been a little bit of struggle with the link today. We'll try to get that figured out for everyone here. Yeah, we apologize about that, guys. We uh, we need to be better about that, um, making sure that our listeners are able to hear us on other platforms. Right. So, uh, no, we... Uh, this is still recording our audio. So yeah, no, we're uh we're gonna keep doing our show. Um, we've got one last topic. Uh, we thought about doing tea time, which is pretty funny. Not like tea time and golf, but tea time with what's the drama? Try to get a new uh market out there for ourselves. But uh, Buck, talk a little bit about what this next segment's about. So I we we have struggled to find that that perfect third segment time, and we think I think we're gonna move to more of um. We'll go one story sports in the beginning. Yes. Two, we'll move to more movie pop culture thoughts. Love Just, it. Love right? it. Movie, movie stuff like more, that. You know more. what we do. Right. So we got two <laughs> topics, and then we save this last because we only have ten minutes here, so we could be flexible with this time. I think we just leave it open for either talking about if we get, if we got a lot of people that want to call in a really interesting topic that day that people are excited about. We love. We to. could do that. We could talk about current events and news. We yes, could, we could yes. mix it up all the time. I think this is just really a time for us to just unwind at the end of the show and just yeah. have a conversation about what's going on. I mean, this is what the bench is all about, right? It's it's about us three. Buck's not a bench guy. He's Man, look, we a starter. Throw, throw Mike uh, a little bit of a bone. Mike is bone too. Yeah. So so what I'm saying is we uh we like the whole concept of the bench being this. You know, you're with your friends. You're talking about random stuff. The conversation goes any which way. The beginning half of our show is much more structured and oriented. But this last ten minutes, we like to take some time to maybe talk about some games we like or some uh maybe the new call of duty if anyone's interested in that or we could talk the about the new cod is sick okay you already said Dude, it we gotta uh, talk about it listen come listen on, you guys Will. don't enjoy video come games on, man. i know my friends back home play Ugh. video games i know you guys i know you don't like them because when you play me i just kick your ass here goes our listeners yeah <laughs> oh man Dude, I think people really enjoy the video game scene. There's a lot of guys on the team that like them. So we have a caller, so we're going to get away from Call of Duty. Thank God. Yeah, thank you, Sam, for saving us from Call of Duty and Buck's so, Sam, raging pussiness. Sam Humphrey, you're on the bench. What do you got to say? Hey, what's, uh, what's going on, Greeny? Nothing much, you, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing 
Are you going to the Browns game today? I'm going to the Browns game next week. Oh, next week. Okay. You should have heard our Browns topics earlier. Oh no, no, no. I was I was listening on it. So so I agree. It's like you can't just bring a bunch of individual talents and just expect it to work. Right. But I think that that's part that's part of the puzzle. Like you definitely need a system, and some guys aren't going to fit into a system. But you still need talented guys and. Everything you said about Baker Mayfield is just wrong. Well, well, I I mean, how do you feel about the Browns season as a Browns fan right now? (laughs) That's fair. I think it was overhyped. Honestly, if you asked me back in August, I would have said that this probably would have been close to our record right now. Yeah, that's fair. You guys are usually bad. Do you think you have a chance at making the playoffs? Of course. Absolutely. Two and five? We beat the Ravens, who are... uh, uh, sure. That's fair. Okay. No. No. I know. But that. I think, I think we're gonna beat the. I think. I think we're gonna route the rest of the AFC North. I think we're gonna beat the Ravens every time we play them. We already have. I think we're gonna beat the Steelers every time we play them. And we're gonna beat the Bengals every time we play them. And. Oh, you guys got a good division Sam, for that. Sam, I, I'd like to. I, Sam, what I've always felt is the problem with the Browns this season has nothing to do with talent or ability. It's just the off off the screen stuff, like off the field stuff, man. Like there's just so much talk and so much hype around it. They just played. And just like schematically got ready for each game, like they have the well, talent and skill to win. I'm actually games. looking at it right here, and it seems like the Brown schedule actually does get substantial. You got the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Steelers. You could beat the Cardinals, the Bengals again. Yeah, wow. yeah. You guys are. Yeah, that's a nice second half. Yeah, you, could, you definitely get to like ten and six or something. Mm, that's that's lofty. Whatever, what was that Eagles team in like 2011 or something when Mike Vick came back and like they like Deshaun Jackson and stuff? And yeah, like that was a swaggy team. Yeah. I look at this team like that where like, you know, it didn't exactly pan out the way everybody thought it would. I think Freddie Kitchens is an absolute bust. He I needs to go, dude. Yeah, I agree with that. We all agree with that. Yeah, I think, I think he's the source of the problem. And then Baker and Odell and like Joku kind of being like dinguses yes. in terms like social media and off the field antics is kind of like part of the problem but I think once Kitchen's gone is gone I think it's a completely changed program you gotta find someone better for Baker I mean dude simply you have a guy with a great he's great playmaking ability at quarterback and then you have Odell Beckham who gets the quarterback every time and Jarvis Landry who is another number one wide receiver how is how is offense not being produced at high volume Dude, and you've got Nick Chubb so Nick Chubb who's an un- unbelievable running back this year like yeah, arguably I'd agree. Top I'd five rushers. Top, top five rushers. So, so what I'm saying is, this just needs to. This needs that Baker just needs to play football. So does Odell. Everyone needs to just like sh- just play. Just play. Well, so, I think if you get Baker a real coach, he could he could do some do damage. a lot better. A Kitchens is awful. They just made an easy hire in house. That's a, just so an awful dumb. hire. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, Baker yeah, supported. They thought it was gonna work. They thought their relationship was right. Something special. Dude, I remember. Just didn't out. I remember right. one goal line drive that they had. It was like to win the game in the fourth quarter, dude. And he ran the ball four times. Yeah. Four straight times. Like, figure it out, man. Like, it's not if you're not if you're not getting there. Like, you're not getting there. Like, call a like, call a pass play. Like, Jesus. You work here. But uh, but <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have to check in next week and see how the Browns handle. Who are they playing this week? So the Browns so this week, they got the, the Broncos. Broncos. Next week the so we'll we'll get back to the Browns next this Sunday. This is a must win for them. At 11-12, yeah. let's see how they handle this Broncos team. That is live stream, live stream 
Live stream the bench from the Browns game. Give me your. Account. Oh yeah, we, we could, would we love would that. Love to we do would that. actually that would, love to do that. that. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I definitely. Going when I use the bathroom too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you, Sam. Well, thank you, Sam. You are off the bench. We appreciate it. A lot of people I, appreciate I that. Bye. So guys, that's uh, one of our normal callers, Sam Humphrey. It was actually a more G-rated conversation than usual. We we last time he called ever. Red Harry Potter. Ever. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was. Thank you, Sam. We we enjoyed the insight. Um, but no. So uh, I kind of wanted to get into before. Um, Got about five minutes Before here. Before we, we, we check out oh, I here. just got a notification that the refs made an awful call. There's oh, a really hopefully in favor of the Texans. Oh, in man. Favor of the Texans. Okay, good. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> see, classic, classic. Why, Will? Why in favor of the Texans? <laughs> see, I'm a classic hater refs, right? So if they if it's for me, I'm like, oh, man, that was a good call, guys. Chill out. Yeah. And then it's against me. I'm like, what's your problem here? If you want to talk about bad refing, let's talk about what they do to my team. Okay. Listen, I didn't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you guys about. got so bad. We got robbed. We got robbed of the Super Bowl. So I would have beat the pants off of Tom Brady and those clowns in the Super Bowl. I, I was arguing. You didn't get a shot. It's fine. I was arguing with my dad about umps, and I I pulled myself away from it and thought about it. And the classic fans, like, when the ball is not in the little square on the screen and it's not for your team, you're like, oh, my gosh, what is that call? What what does this guy think he's doing? And then it's not in the box and your team's pitching and you're like, hey, that was just a great pitch, guys. You guys got to know. That's just a great pitch. That is so true. The way the catcher framed it. Like, the catcher, no. You know what it is also? It's it's us sitting watching the TV with the little box. You got to – this ump, he doesn't have the little box here. We're sitting on TV like, could you believe that that ball was three-quarters? out of the box and, and he missed he, it the audacity it. from this guy to call that a ball no, this is why I hate ups this is why I stop watching baseball right it's like, right, right so you know, the, you know yeah. they actually took the box away for like game 4 the Yankees uh, Astros series because so many people were like pissed about the really yeah no. I'm not kidding it's comical it's comical they took the box away wow. it's comical watching Metzger like the it doesn't go like like for us like like Chad Green will throw something way outside the box and you know you'll get the call for the strike and then and then the um, and then we'll be like hey hey good pitch it's a slider that's just how he throws it you gotta go by the yeah that's just a really nice pitch and then are you kidding that changes the whole at bat now that changes the whole at bat that he called that a strike now he has to swing at the next one it's like oh my god well who what, they actually they did make a bad call against the Astros in the world it was like it was like bottom of the eighth or dude something. that's just how it goes I know, just I know referees you, umpires human, they do the, yeah human. all right but I, I don't like calls. that they're human I don't like I don't like I listen I don't like bad refing at all I think it is a problem and it's part of the game and dude. what well, I what all I want and I've heard this argument and I completely abide by it these guys just need to be held more accountable so when you make a bad call you lose your job or you get your job needs to be maybe they're unionized i'm not sure but their job needs to feel like if i'm going to make a bad call i'm not going to be able to put dinner on the table tonight (laughs) wow that is uh so this part-time job for them (laughs) no it is not a part I'm pretty sure the refs have other jobs. No, they an are NFL they, referee. They make yeah. like two hundred thousand dollars, three hundred thousand dollars. Dude, no, I don't think it's that much. No, well, no, wait, on. look, Let's I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure it's here. not all they do. It is not all they do. Dude, what? They work one. I think you're talking like about. I know someone. Two hundred thousand dollars. I know someone in my town that refs some part-time college basketball games, and that's like more part-time. But but NFL, NFL refs. refs they, that's all they do. This is serious job, man. Dude, like, no, I know, but I'm just thinking it's once a week. It's the average NFL salary for refs in 2013 was $173,000. And now it's set to rise in 2019 to $201,000. Let me tell you one thing. That's an awesome job. Yeah, yeah. that's a sick that is a job. Really nah, nice dude, you job. get a lot of – there's a lot of – but there should be more pressure on it. Wait, You're right. No, they baby them. That is a no, lot of, they don't, a lot of dude, pressure. They do not baby them, man. They probably get death threats. Dude, the guy who blew the Saints game last year – Is still refing, dude, but that's – dude, sh- sh- 
it happens, man. I'm I'm sorry. So it if happens. I bl- if I'm working for Axe Capital and billions, and I blow a billion dollars on the show, I'm gonna get fired. Yeah. Just like you blew the super, like blew the Saints going to the Super Bowl and possibly winning, you need to be fired. You need to be held accountable. You suck at your job. And you I'm not even a Saints fan. You should go to prison. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, uh, I yeah, think we've got. That was probably one of the worst calls in NFL history. That was one of the worst calls in NFL history.